0: before this episode of the f2 show starts completely shameless plug if you haven't done so already press the subscribe button we're trying to reach a hundred thousand subscribers this year so we'd be incredibly grateful for any support that you could show thank you for listening thank you for subscribing enjoy the podcast hello everyone and welcome back to the f2 show by inside f2 it's our favorite time of year where we predict the 2024 season and how it goes and joining myself to embarrass well embarrass myself on this one we have inside f2 writers lawrence griffin and jenny craig i'm sure your answers won't be as embarrassing as mine but we almost set ourselves up to fail every single year lawrence don't we because formula 2 is the most unpredictable category uh, and we try and predict it at the start of every year it's just silly really isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it it, re- it really is, and you know, especially this year with you know changes to the cars as well, it's going to shake things up even more. So, I don't think we really stand much of a chance, but we're going to try, and that should be that should be fun to watch anyway.
0: Yeah, we're going to give it a go, uh, Jenny. Are you ready to completely embarrass yourself? Or well, you? Oh, how confident are you feeling with predictions? You might uh, you might get a few a few right.
2: I'm not that confident. I think there's a couple that we've got pretty nailed on, but then. Last year we thought that doing it'd be challenging and he was he wasn't that close towards the start of the season, so we never know.
0: It is so unpredictable, isn't it? And uh, yeah. Well, that's what I said. It's silly, really, isn't it, predicting it. But we're going to give it a go. We're going to give it a go. And we've, what we've done, we've taken some predictions as well from our Discord community. So thank you to everyone for getting involved in that. We're going to speak about those as we go through as well. But, guys, let's get going. Then the first category we've got is first new winner. And when we say new winner, obviously that excludes people that have won in the category before. So that's Victor Martins, Ollie Behrman, Dennis Hauger, Jack Crawford, Enzo Fittipaldi, Richard Bashaw, and Isaac Hajar, who, believe it or not, is uh, classed as a race winner after his one-lap win around Zambor last year. Uh, so those drivers are not included. Um, as we said on Discord, Aaron said Zach O'Sullivan. Uh, our father says uh, Franco Colapinto. Rachel says Paul Aaron. Zoe says Zane Maloney. Naomi says either Kimi Antonelli or Pepe Marty. Uh, Lawrence Griffin, what do you think?
1: Well, I've gone for Zayn Maloney. Um, So I agree with you, whoever that was that that went for Zayn as well. You know, a a really strong rookie season with, with four podiums in there. No wins just yet, but he's definitely got that in his locker. And he's been looking very, very quick at testing. You know, fastest man in testing in Bahrain. So, you know, that second season in F2, as we've seen, it can be a massive step up in terms of confidence, in terms of performance. And so no reason, especially... With that confidence, he'll take through the testing that he can't jump straight in and, you know, put on a really good show for us in uh, in Bahrain. The only the only reason he might not be the first winner is if someone else beats it to, beats him to it because he's so far down the uh, the grid in the sprint race because he's got a pole. That could happen. So who knows? So he might well perform brilliant in Bahrain and he might still not make it as the as the first new winner. So we'll have to have to wait and see.
0: Absolutely. Although, uh, think about last season's prediction. Didn't you predict Arthur Leclerc for this one last year? And he didn't win a race all season, so do not trust what Lawrence Griffin says. <laughs> uh, Jenny, uh, who's, who are you predicting? First new winner in Formula 2 this season.
2: I went for Pepe Marty. I thought he did an amazing job with Campos. So I thought if he could do it in a Campos in F 3, I think he can do it in F 2.
0: Very interesting. Campos, uh, yeah, good lineup this year, an all Red Bull lineup with uh, Isaac Hajar and Pepe Marti. So that would be very interesting to see. Lawrence, I've actually also gone with what you've said. I've also gone with Zane Maloney. I think that experience in the early part of the season will, uh, yeah, help him to get up and running very quickly. As you said, he's gone very well in testing. I think Carlin will be contenders. Albeit, you can't really read too much into testing, Um But yeah, he has gone well. Um, so I'm with you. I think he's also going to be our first new winner in Formula 2 this season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one to, one to watch for the whole season as well. You know, he's got such an amount of talent, really mature driver. You know, there's no reason that he can't be in that title fight, which we'll come on to later, I'm sure.
0: We are going to get onto that, absolutely. I'm just interrupting the podcast because I want to talk to you about motorsporttickets.com and I promise you, you're not going to want to miss out on this one. As the motorsport season starts, now is the best time to secure your tickets before they start to go up in price or to sell out. MotorsportTickets.com have a huge variety of different tickets from Formula One race weekends, which of course include Formula Two and Formula Three, World Endurance Championship, MotoGP, Le Mans 24 Hours, and so many other events that are going on in the world of motorsport. Get your tickets fast now by following the link in the description to see all of their exclusive offers. Right back to the podcast. Uh, next category, we've gone for biggest positive surprise. Uh, Zoe says Rotomo Miata for this one. Uh, Aaron says Joshua Dirksen. And uh, Vive, I think that's how you pronounce the name, says Zane Maloney. Uh, Rachel and Naomi both say Pepe Marti as biggest positive surprise. Uh, our father, sorry, I think that's how you pronounce the name as well. Our father says Miata as well, same as Zoe. Uh, Jenny Craig, who have you gone for as biggest positive
2: surprise? I've gone for Invicta Racing. I think that with Portolletto and Miny, I think they've got such a good, strong lineup together that I think they could challenge.
0: Okay, uh, Lawrence, who do you think? So I think
1: Jack Crawford could be a really big positive surprise. You know, he's moving to to DAMS for 2024, which you know is is a team that's got a lot of experience that I think hopefully. In terms of knowing how to how to learn a, a new car with this new chassis that we've got for twenty twenty four and learning how to set it up, they could be, you know, really in with the fight. They've they've needed a bit of an opportunity to get back to the sort of level that we've seen them at in past years, and I think this this could be it. And you know, who knows that you know, Dams could be up there up there challenging, and, and certainly with Jack Crawford at, at the wheel, you know, a race winner in Austria last year showed real promise. I don't see why he can't go on and you know perform consistently at the at the level that he that he showed at points last season.
0: I think Jack Crawford is a great shout, um, and yeah, on the podium, a, a win last season as well. Um, yeah, I think he uh, is a is a great shout, and that combination with him and Dam's the All American lineup at Dam's. I think that could be uh, a very strong and underrated lineup. I'm with you on that one. Um oh, I'm with you. I agree with you. I haven't gone with the same answer as you. <laughs> uh, I've gone with PHM for this one. Uh, I think PHM had such a difficult season last season, didn't they? Uh, and uh, you know, no points scored all season long. First season in the, in, the, in the category, uh, but I think they got a really strong lineup this year. I think Taylor Barnard and Josh Dirksen uh, will, uh, yeah, they'll both surprise this season. I think positively. Uh, I actually think they'll both score points during the season. Personally, uh, that's probably my biggest, uh, but yeah, biggest surprise of the season. Uh, I think Taylor Barnard did really well in F3 last year. Uh, I'm really, really glad that he's got an opportunity to step up into F2, maybe earlier than planned, but I think it's still a really good step for him, uh, and I think he'll. Do really well, and Josh Dirksen obviously jumping straight up from Formula from Fraca to Formula Two, uh, bypassing Formula Three. The same as that like Kimi Antonelli. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a, a strong lineup. I think Josh Dirksen will surprise a few people. I think he's a very talented driver, um, and uh, yeah, I think PHM will score points this season, and I think they will do better than expected. So, yeah, that, that, that is, is bold. Yeah, is I know. Bold
1: Fraser. you know I one know. of the one of the uh, the more genius I mean. PHM sort of rising from the ashes of Shirouz, of course, but you know, effectively, kind of the the youngest team with two rookies on on the grid as well. That is that is bold. No no question about the the talent of those drivers. You don't make the jump up from Freca to uh, to F two for, for nothing. To be the only driver alongside Kimi Antonelli, who you know we absolutely have and will continue to rave about. I'm sure. You know that is that is quite a jump to make up, but you know it is it is a big move no matter what stage you are at in your career so yeah it'll be great to see how phm go and i would i would love for you Thank to you. be to be right with that
0: <laughs> let's move on then the most underwhelming in relation to their potential so uh yeah uh someone who potentially isn't going to have a great season not necessarily have a, not have a great season but they've got all the potential in the world and they don't necessarily live up to that potential so aaron says reigning f3 champion gabriel Bortoletto for this one. That is a big shout again. Aaron's on fire with the, uh, the big shouts here. Um, and Vive says Enzo Fittipaldi, which is another another big shout. Uh, Rachel says Zane Maloney. Uh, our father says Dennis Hauger. This is a controversial one, this one. Uh, and Zoe probably says the most controversial answer of them all and says Oli Behrman, uh, but in relation to the facts that he is expected to win the championship, but he doesn't win the championship, which I think is a fair rationale. There's some big calls in there, some really big calls. Uh, how are you going to follow that up, Jenny? Who are you going with for this one?
2: So I went for PHM, similar to what you guys said, for the other question that was the positive surprise, I went the other way. Um, I think although that both their drivers are strong and they've got good potential, I think because they were bottom of the championship last year, I think they needed someone with experience. And I think they've taken a big risk, taking around two rookies.
0: Really interesting. They were obviously in talks with Ralph Boshong at one point as well about him uh, potentially going there. I think that would have been, a, yeah, as you say, a lot of experience to take there to the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence, who do you think is going to be the most underwhelming in relation to their potential this season? Well,
1: I'm nervous now, you see, because you've already called out my prediction as as, as quite as, as quite a controversial one in, in the intro you did there. Um, I've gone with Dennis Halger. I think, wow. and I, th- I think, I think that this is sort of the way I felt about Dennis Hauger for, for for a little while now, in that he really does have so much potential and so much ability, and it's it's difficult with this question because it's in relation to potential. So, you know, if a driver didn't have as much potential, if they didn't, if they weren't as good as what I think Dennis Hauger is, you know, they wouldn't qualify for this category. But he just hasn't quite seemed to get a real streak of results together that have you know ever made him look like a a title contender when he definitely has that ability um so i think that you know he he may well have another season where he picks up a few wins you know and and does okay but i just think that he he should be doing more than that and you know who knows maybe you know third season with a bit of experience and a bit more confidence that he will will have you know made a bit more progress and he can do that but yeah, we'll we'll have to see. You know, it's not always a, a given that the reigning, you know, Formula Three champion comes up and, and dominates. And yeah, interesting inc- interesting prediction from Aaron as well going for going for the the current F three champion, you know. But you do look at, at Bortoleto's season last year and you know, to think that he only had I think it was only two wins yeah,
2: over the
0: years. two to... beats races of a season. Didn't win so after that.
1: You, you you do you do look at that and wonder you know is is he you know as strong as previous Formula Three champions perhaps not, but um, to say that he you know he might underperform is 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 a big big claim.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess everyone's entitled to their own opinion, which is why we love this and we love because someone's got to be right. Someone's got to be right. So uh, Dennis, no, we... it won't be. It won't be one of us. It won't be one of us, exactly. That, yeah, because we're on the podcast, we won't get it right. But everyone who's not on the podcast will probably, yeah, there'll be a the right answer in there somewhere. And um, Dennis Hower is a big shout because a lot of people this season are going one way or the other with Dennis Halbert, whereby they're saying he's either going to be a title contender or he's going to flop, and uh, it, there's no, there's no, there's no in between with uh, Dennis Hower. It seems in the yeah, with the, the public opinion, it's going to be one or the other. So big season for him. I've gone for Franco Colapinto with this one. And actually, when I've just read my answer back, I've just been thinking, do I, do I really think Franco Colapinto? But I guess I went with that because Franco Colopinto was perhaps a little bit underwhelming when he drove in Formula 2 for the last race of the season at Abu Dhabi. I maybe expected a little bit more from him than what he did. He's up against an experienced teammate in Dennis Hauger. Uh, RMP MP going to be able to provide... A winning car this season it's you know let's wait and see uh, but yeah i've gone with franco Colapinto to the uh yeah disappointment of all of his argentinian following i'm sure uh, please don't hate me uh, if he wins a race this season i'll be very very happy so uh yeah let's wait and see on that one uh let's move on final question then the 2024 formula 2 champion the big one the big question that everyone wants to get right. Uh, Zoe has gone with Victor Martins and Vive has also gone with Victor Martins. Uh, Aaron says Oliver Behrman. Uh, our father says Zane Maloney. Naomi says Dennis Hauger, who Lawrence has just said he thinks he's going to flop. Uh, Rachel says Isaac Hajar. That is a big shout, a really big shout. Obviously, driving for Campos this season, uh, Campos only won four races in the entirety uh, of the modern era of Formula 2. So that would be a real turnout for the books if he does win it. Uh, Lawrence Griffin, who have you gone for?
1: 2022 Formula 2 champion, 2022, 2024 Formula 2 champion, Ollie Behrman. I think of, of all the drivers you'd you'd love to see, Performing at their best, watching Ollie Behrman at his best is, is an absolute joy. And just in terms of the raw talent he has and the way the way he drives, you know, how aggressive and how quick he is. You know, you look at moments from last season like that Baku pole with with Bent Steering, you know, just that was absolutely legendary as a as a lap. But, you know, he did I think he failed to score points in four rounds last year and there were a couple of rounds where he scored one point or or two points and and that really has to change because i think the other big title rival you know the the probably the other bs name for next season victor martins his strength was that consistency and so you know Behrman is really going to have a job on his hands to to match martins i i think but i i think that you know as long as he sorts out that consistency his You know, if we see Behrman at his best, I can't see many people stopping him.
0: I think that was something that they said he really worked on towards the end of last season, his consistency with a view to a 2024 title fight because they knew. I mean, Victor Martins uh, only qualified outside the top three on three occasions last year. He was in the top three every single round, other than that, on 11 occasions, which is crazy consistency, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, Oli Behrman, if he is going to win the title, consistency, as always, is going to be really, really important to his title challenge. Uh, Jenny, who have you gone for? So I went the other way
2: in my prediction. I was between Berman and Martin, and I chose Martin's because I thought the consistency for me was a big thing. I think that Porsche showed really, really well that as long as you have that, the rest will just, it just helps everything else. And I think Berman at his best is, the best driver that we've seen come up in a long time but i think hmm. for me he's either like he's either the best or he's not really there at all but i think if he does sort that out then it'd be him
0: yeah really interesting isn't it the uh, the other thing for me is uh, it, our primer uh, potentially going to start taking if Antonelli gets up and running early on, our frame are going to start taking points off of one another. Whereas I don't think Zach O'Sullivan will take as many points off of Victor Martin, So that's going to be a really mm. fascinating dynamic uh, as the well, season goes on.
1: Well, well, I can't I can't believe it's taken this long for someone to mention Kimi Antonelli. Yeah, I mean, with the the talent that, that this driver has, you know, he's only he's only seventeen, but he abs- absolutely do not be surprised if he comes to Bahrain and you know blows everyone away you know do not be surprised to see him in the title fight from the get go because he you know he is that good and and like i said earlier moving up from frecker to formula 2 is something that only happens for select drivers and you know he is one that is being linked to you know lewis hamilton's vacant mercedes seat and he hasn't even turned a wheel in Formula Two yet, and that tells you everything you need to know about, you know, how well respected this driver is. So, you know, absolutely don't don't discount Kimi Antonelli um, from from this conversation by all means.
0: It's so interesting, and that particularly with the Formula, C- Formula One silly season kicking off early with Lewis Hamilton leaving, it leaves a space on the grid wide open for Kimi Antonelli if he is to have as good a season as uh, yeah, what we think. Uh, he needs, as a reminder, needs to win by the end of round five if he is to become Formula Two's youngest ever winner and beat Teo Porcher's record. Uh, round five is, funny enough, Monaco, where Teo Porcher broke that record himself Uh, so if he wins if he doesn't win in the first four rounds of the season and he wins in Monaco he still becomes the youngest ever winner in Formula 2 that is how good uh, this young man is Uh, okay uh, well in terms of my prediction uh, you'll have to go and check out our pre-season podcast for that with Alex Brundle 2024 Uh, Formula 2 champion I predicted uh, that in that podcast so uh, yeah I'm not going to give you my prediction I'm going to say go and check out that podcast Alex Brundle also did some predictions in that podcast which was really really interesting to get his insight and his perspective uh, into what he thinks is going to happen in Formula 2 in 2024 so definitely go and check that out we'll leave the link in the description below uh, for you to uh, yeah. Go and check that out. Uh, but that's all we've got time for today. That is our predictions. We'll be reflecting on those at the end of the season and Lawrence and Jenny, I'm sure, uh, will be uh, yeah looking back and cringing at our predictions uh, from the start of the season. Um, you can get involved in, in the conversation as well with your predictions uh, chat. Uh, and so much more on our discord channel so i'm going to leave the link to uh, the discord channel in the description below as well go and check that out it's a bunch it's a group of really you know it's a really good community for formula 2 fans talking all things formula 2 but from me fraser ford and all of us here at inside f2 we'll see you next time